Spirit Radio Podcasts. Occasionally we hear stories, sometimes here in Ireland, of babies being found abandoned. And our first reaction, you might remember a story, I think it was a little over a year ago. Our first reaction is always to make sure that the baby is safe and mum is safe too. And of course, there's always an emotional reaction looking, as I say, out for the, the baby, but also the health and well-being of the mother as well. It's not hard to imagine the risk of leaving a baby somewhere in the hope that somebody comes across it. But what if nobody comes? What happens then? Well, our next guest was moved by stories in his own state of Florida of babies being abandoned. So he started a charity that works closely with the local police and rescue services to do whatever can be done to ensure that abandoned babies can be quickly located and indeed cared for. It's called A Safe Haven for Newborns. And on the line, to tell us more, we have Nick Silverio. Good morning, Nick. How are you? Good morning, Wendy. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, in terms of the issue of babies being abandoned, is this a big issue in Florida and in other states in the U.S.? It's a big issue around the world, uh, basically. There's an escalating crisis all over the world. Uh, mothers with an unexpected pregnancy, no support, no resources, or abandoning their newborn, often resulting in death. Then the babies are disposed of in dumpsters, garbage cans, canals, along lakes, uh, and very often, very often not surviving. Uh, while no one can fully understand why a person was in danger of vulnerable child, two common denominators present themselves, isolation and denial. Mothers or fathers who abandon their newborn often believe that they themselves are alone and, and abandoned. And then they, uh, living in this isolation, then they make decisions that they're not psychologically or emotionally equipped to handle, and then desperately they leave their babies in an unsafe place and the babies do not survive. It's a major issue around the world. We address it in Florida. Uh, we have, uh, since we created the program in Florida, 280 babies have now been saved from abandonment. They all are placed for adoption. And uh, 275 in Florida, four in other states, and one in the country of Honduras. So uh, the program is working. Public awareness is the key. And we have a 24-7 referral helpline, which we try to reach the, the, uh, the mothers in distress prior to they, to they get to that uh, position. Tell us a little bit, Nick, about it, taking us back to the beginning, really, about how it all came about, how, why you decided to start a safe haven for new, newborns. What was the reason? Well, life was wonderful. You know, we were getting ready for Christmas, which was glorious, my wife's favorite time. She asked me to come home from work early on a Monday, which was December 6th, to finish putting up the Christmas uh, ornaments and all. And on December 7th, which was a Tuesday, I kissed her goodbye in the morning, and I went to the office. I owned an IT company, which was an IBM business partner. Three hours later, I received a call from the hospital. Uh, she had been airlifted to the hospital, uh, and I rushed through the streets praying to God that glory would be okay, but that was not to be. She was involved in a fatal car accident caused by a speeding driver. I had the support of many, many uh, people, including my church family. And if it wasn't for my faith, I don't know really what I would be doing today. So many months later, uh, was late. Uh, many months later, I was at home at three or four o'clock in the morning, in a dimly lit kitchen, flipping through a magazine, not pay- reading or paying any attention, and my finger stopped on a page, and I was compelled to look at that page. It was about infant abandonment, and I instantly believed that this was God's message to me to uh, to uh, donate the rest of my life to saving the lives of babies. 
So the next day I went to work and I told our, one of our long-term employees, I know what we're going to do. And she asked what? I said, we're going to save babies from being abandoned. And she said, how are we going to do that? I said, I don't know, but we'll figure it out. So I created the Gloria M. Silverio Foundation, uh, uh, and we named the program the Safe Haven for Newborn. And at that time, I realized there's a quote from Mark Twain that says, the two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. And that day, I found out why. It's an incredible story, really, and just incredible to think of, I suppose, using your wife's memory to do so much good, Nick. Um, bring us to uh, a, a little bit closer to, to now. And just you've mentioned, obviously, some of the work that you've done in terms of just the number of babies that have been adopted. But there was also legislation passed in Florida, the Safe Haven Law. Tell us a little bit about that. The Safe Haven Law allows a, a mother to leave a baby at a safe haven location, which are hospitals or 24-7 staff fire or EMS stations. No questions asked, totally anonymous, if the baby is approximately three, seven days old or less and unharmed. And, um, and we have safe haven signage at all of the hospitals in the state of Florida and all of the 24-7 staff fire stations. We've created education for, for those uh, facilities, and um, the program's working. We're, we're, it's, it's, uh, our goal is to try to get the mom help before she reaches the crisis stage through our helpline, and that, that's making it work. We've got a lot of participation in the state. We do a lot of public awareness. We've got billboards up. We've, we do a lot of social media. Uh, and um, uh, we, we, we now created an app for students to be able to take uh, their community service hours that they're required uh, through our program. Any place that they live in the state of Florida, they're able to do their community service and and earn the hours, and two things happen. One, they earn the hours, and two, they learn about the program. Nick, over the years, and just with your work, you must have had some incredible stories in terms of babies that have been saved. Have you been able to follow the progress of any of these babies as their life continues? We, we, we haven't. I'm going to tell you a few of them, but I'm going to start off with Christopher. Christopher is 15 years old. He'll be 16 this December 13th. And we have a, a gala every year. And he comes to the gala. And last year he got up and he said, um, my name's Christopher, but everybody knows who I am, he said. And I wanted to be an astronaut, he said, but I changed my mind. I now want to be a, a plastic surgeon. So all the women here, please remember my name. <laughs> uh, these are these are wonderful kids. And uh We've helped um, a pregnant 14-year-old girl uh, calling with her mother. She was seeking help. A 32-year-old pregnant woman who was living in her car. She was abandoned by her family. A 16-year-old high school student hiding a pregnancy, not knowing what to do. And just recently, and there's many, many, many more, but just recently we received a call at uh, 9.30 in the evening a couple weeks ago from a woman who was at a hospital who was pregnant. She was due... Uh, April 15th, she, she had the baby last week, and uh, she was told that she had to leave the hospital and she was going to be homeless. So I spoke to the hospital. They were not going to release her without her having a place to go. So the next day, we were able to put her in a motel for one evening, and then we found a, a homeless shelter uh, for her. And she she texted me yesterday that she had the baby, and um, we're going to bring her all kinds of baby necessities. Uh, today. 
just some of so the many incredible these, stories. These yeah. are these are real life stories, and we're now finding in Florida if if a baby is is abandoned, it happens because the mom is either has a drug problem or a mental health issue. So that 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 and, was my next question, Nick. Is obviously is one part of the work is is saving these babies when they are abandoned, but the other part is, I suppose, and you touched on it earlier, is that women in this situation don't have the support, and and how do we actually try to foster a society where they don't feel um, so abandoned themselves in the first place? It, it it you know it all starts in the family, as you well know, and that's really the issues uh, that we're finding. They have no support. And we're we're like a safety valve uh, for them. We're a lifeline, and uh, and we try to get them help in every which way, whether it's with counseling, quite often, baby necessities, uh, health issues, and uh, in a couple of cases, we were able to help them get a job as well. You know, when the situation permitted. So it's it's about public awareness, and we don't judge anybody. We we don't judge anybody. We think it takes a lot of courage for a mother to give up her child because she couldn't provide a future uh, for them uh, that they, you know, uh, a future for them that they needed. Thank you so much, Nick, for joining us on the programme and God bless you and your ongoing work with A Safe Haven for Newborns. Thanks for joining us on Spirit Radio this morning. If you want to find out more about their work, you can go to the website asafehavenfornewborns.com. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie.